Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read you a testimony. Shelly's been uh, requesting prayer for her friend's husband, Mr. Arsenault, and he was able to come off of the ventilator after 47 days. Hallelujah. 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 I believe in the prayers of the First Pentecostal Church. Thank God because he's the kind of God that he is. I want to pray for Kurt Holyfield, Linnell Riss, Sister Myers. I want to keep praying for Pat. Remember all that are sick, not able to be here. Glad to see Sister Nunn able to be in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ask God to have his way here tonight. Yes. Every need, he's more than able. Let's love him, church. God, we love you, God. We praise you, God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, every need and every God be with us in heaven. Help us in this service. God, you more than able. You more than able. God, you more than able. More than able. You may be seated, and if the brothers will bring the offering pans, we'll receive the offering. Glory.
Isn't God good? Isn't God good all the time? Hallelujah. Brother Luther, bless you. Bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. How many in here tonight has you, do you feel like without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has really blessed you? He's really answered a prayer for you? Amen. I tell you what I want us to do one more time tonight. I want us to sing this song like we've been blessed, like God is still blessing us, like God has blessed us, like God is blessing us, and like God, like we want God to continue to bless us. Amen. Let's sing it in worship unto the Lord tonight. of a testimony tonight for 48 days I guess about that many days we've been praying for this man that's been on a ventilator that's a miracle 
Amen. That's a miracle. Amen. Sister Nicole got a good report from the doctor today that they were worried about, or this week. That's a miracle. Amen. Brother Allen and Sister Angela got a miracle last week, was it? That we've been praying about, brought papers up here, anointed them with oil. God worked a miracle. Amen. The devil's a liar. Hallelujah. God's still a miracle worker. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to tell you, when we come to church and the devil says we don't have anything to be happy about or to praise God about or to shout about or to lift our voice about or to lift our hands about, I know there's trouble. I know there's chaos. But in the midst of the trouble and the chaos, God is still in control. Amen. God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Faithful to the house of God on Wednesday night. We want to pray for those who are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord. We want to pray for those who have sick loved ones that needs a touch from the Lord tonight. It is an honor and a privilege to have Brother Jackson here with us tonight. Kind of a surprise, but... We were, we were talking today, this morning, and, and I said, well, won't you just come over and preach for us tonight? And I'm so glad that he agreed to do that. I know that God has something good for us in store tonight. Amen. Even some of his saints are here tonight. Glad that they're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's praise God. Let's shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clap our hands unto the Lord as Brother Jackson comes Come on, let's really give the King some praise and thanksgiving. Come on, let's worship Him like He's worthy tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to church. Man, shake somebody's hand. Way back to your seat, tell them I'm glad to be in church. I'm glad to be in church. I'm, I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord. Nobody made me come. I was glad to come to church tonight. This is my happy place, my safe place. Man, I'm so honored to be here. You can be seated for just a moment. Honored to be here. I absolutely love the First Pentecostal Church of Silsby. And uh, one of the very first places I came when I left the hospital upon making my entry into this world. Um, still just a kid, but that's been almost 40. It has been 40 years ago. You are getting old. <laughs> and uh, I honor every Sunday school teacher that put up with me. Ever chaperone that uh, didn't kill me, and the good saints of God that every Sunday night prayed me through whether I needed it or not, and there was ne- never a, or not. It was 
always a definitely need it. And uh, I honor this church tonight. I certainly give honor to brother and sister Duplessy, uh, tremendous people of God, tremendous Christians who have invested much into the kingdom of God. And uh, then to brother and sister Looper and their family, uh, some of our dearest friends, and just they have been so good to my family and I. Uh, I really don't have the words to express. Uh, how much we love them and appreciate them and their friendship. And uh, I will tell you this, I know I'm, I'm cheating you wonderful saints. If you're a guest here tonight, I know I'm cheating you. There is truly not a better preacher in our movement than Brother Homer Looper. Tremendous, <laughs> tremendous Bible teacher, preacher, and uh I'm honored to get to stand here tonight and uh, pray you forgive me for cheating you from hearing him. I'm glad to have Annabelle here with me tonight, my sidekick. Uh, I'd, I'd like to say that uh, she come because I was preaching, but me being here tonight has nothing to do with her being here except I was the ride. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad she at least had reason so I could enjoy the ride. And uh, then to see Brother Chris and Sister Pam, love them so very much. I wish they was here to see me, but they ain't here to see me either. That's right. And uh, they thought they was going to come here good preaching tonight. It stuck with me again. But uh, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord uh, I, I do take preaching very seriously. This isn't a game to me. It's not a hobby. It's not a job. It is a calling that I take very seriously. And immediately upon agreeing uh, to come tonight, I was there in my office and I went in the sanctuary, uh, as is my custom, and I began to pray. And I felt the Lord give me just a little something. And uh, I pray that God would help you to receive it in the way that God's given it to me. And uh, I believe God's going to do some marvelous things for us here tonight. Just these testimonies of miracles, of things that's been taking place, is just witness and confirmation of what God's put on my heart. Very quickly, uh, if you would stand and honor the reading of the Word of the Lord, this is our custom, giving honor to God's Word. I'm going to very quickly read from John chapter number 5, beginning in verse number 1. I'm going to read quickly and then try to, in a timely manner, give you what I feel God's put on my heart. The Bible says that after this, this was following Jesus talking to Nicodemus and then uh, talking to his disciples about the fields white and ready to harvest and then Jesus uh, touching a man's son. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus, everybody say, went up. You're always making a step up when you come to Jerusalem. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There was at Jerusalem, everybody say, by the sheep market. I want you to remember that. There was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. If you was to look that up, it simply means the house of mercy, the place of mercy. 
It had five porches, the Bible says. And in these, I want you to notice the people that was gathered at this place, a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, wither, waiting. Everybody say waiting. They were waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season to the pool, troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And then the Bible talks to us about that certain man who had been there for 38 years, who when Jesus saw him, knew that he had been there a long time, asked him, Wilt thou be made whole? The man answered Jesus, you know the story, I have nobody to put me in. And he said, I don't have anybody to help me. And somebody always gets there first. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And after 38 years of waiting, immediately, immediately, the man was made whole, took up his bed. Walked and on the same day was the Sabbath. Um, I want to try to quickly make sense of this text concerning my subject matter tonight, but I just I want to just preach to you simply from this text on this very elementary thought: the power and importance of this house, the power and the importance of this house. Would you just one more time? Ask God to open your hearts and our understanding and anoint us together tonight. God, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, there is no good thing. But I know, God, that you put this on my heart. Not just for one or two, but every one of us gathered here tonight need to hear from your word. I pray that you would help me to feed the wonderful sheep of this pasture. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to help somebody understand tonight, and I will get to this text momentarily. It has a lot to do with what I feel that God has placed on my heart. But I think it's important that every one of us be reminded that coming to church and being connected to the house of God and staying faithful to the house of God and Making the house of God the center of everything that we do is not a Pentecostal custom or ritualism, but it is a very well-established principle in the Bible. Matter of fact, having the church, having the tabernacle, a place of worship, is something that you see in the Old Testament and Something that a lot of times people use it and break it down as a type and shadow of Christ and the coming into the New Testament. But in in all actuality, the, the importance of the tabernacle in the Old Testament carries on and through into how important it is that we have a meeting place and a gathering place and a place where we come together and meet with God into the New Testament. God has always set aside a place to meet with His people. God, God's not random. God, God's not coincidental. God's not accidental. But God is a God of order. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul, when he would write 
uh, I believe it was to the Corinthians, he would talk about the church and things going on in the church and at church. And then he would just sum it up with let everything be done decently and in order or with order because God is a God of order. And, and so we see this place of meeting all the way back uh, in the very genesis of, of God and man, all the way back in the book of beginnings after God in the six days of creating the world and then uh, hand carving man and breathing to him the breath of life. The Bible says that God, everybody shout God, God very intentionally and in order and on purpose. The Bible says that God planted a garden east of Eden. So here man has this entire world at his disposal and God has created this and God has orchestrated that man would have dominion in this world over the fish of the sea and the fowls of the air and 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 God has give man the liberty but but in this big wide world that God has created God takes time to plant a specific place. The Bible says that the Lord God planted a garden east of Eden. Uh, and there, everybody shout there. And there the Bible says that God would come to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. God could have met with them anywhere. God could have spoke to them from any place. Because there is never nowhere where God is not. There's never nowhere where God is not. There's never no time where God has not been, is, or will be. If, if you back up into my past, God's there. If you stand with me right now, God's here. And, and already God is in my tomorrow. For God is from everlasting to everlasting. It, it was the psalmist said, I, I'll never get anywhere, nowhere where God isn't already there. If I get to heaven, God's there. Or if, if I make my bed in the depths of heaven, God is also there because God is everywhere. He's omnipotent. He can speak anywhere. He can speak from anywhere. He can speak to anywhere, to any place, to anything. Uh, Yet in establishing order and principle, God didn't just speak to man from anywhere. God didn't just speak to man from any place. God didn't just thunder out of heaven upon the earth, but in a place that God had planted to meet with man. It was there that God would meet with man, and it was there that God would converse with man. We see that it was there, it was in that place that redemption would start, because Adam and Eve would mess up and make a mistake, and they would try to hide, but God, like He had always done, He came to the meeting place where he had established that he would meet with man and there in that meeting place he said don't hide from me here just because you've messed up just because you've made a mistake uh, this is where you need to find me this is where you can find me and 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 we, we've got some things that we've got to accomplish number one fig leaves won't do because where there is no shedding of blood there can be no remission of sins and 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 so so i'm 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 i'm, I'm gonna have to do some things that's gonna make you uncomfortable comfortable and I'm I'm gonna have to put you out of this meeting place and I'm no longer going to 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 be here daily with you and meet with you but but I'm putting a plan in place because I have in my mind a plan for a church uh, before I ever formed the earth before I ever spoke the first thing into existence before I ever reached down and picked up the first handful of dirt to begin to carve you out of uh, in my foreordained knowledge uh, the purpose of everything I'm doing uh, 
was because I was going to have a church. I was going to have a people that I could work with and speak to and talk through. And, and it wasn't going to be just any people, but it was going to be my people. And I, I was going to make my people the head and not the tail. And I was going to make it where I could bless my people coming in. and ble- and, and, and you would see this continually. Uh, unfold, God, God would meet. You, you, you would get to Jacob, and, and I'm, I'm just talking to you about the importance of this place for just a moment. You, you would flip over a few pages in, in, in Genesis, and Jacob is coming back from Laban, and he's coming back home, and, and, and there he gets into a wrestling match, and, 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 and he puts it all on the line, and, and, and all these things are happening, and all these things are taking place, uh, and, and, and he's come back to what he had already declared and described as Bethel, or the house of God. Let me just tell you what Jacob said about the house of God. He said, it is the gate of heaven. I want you to think about something tonight. I want you to think about where you're sitting. I want you to think about where you're at. It's not just a building on the side of a highway that's been here for some 60, 70 years. You need to understand tonight that you're in the gate of heaven. You haven't been anywhere today that you're any closer to your eternal home than when you pulled into this parking lot and you walked through them doors. You stepped off of carnal ground uh, on the holy ground. Uh, You stepped into a place uh, that is sacred, that is hallowed, that is holy. uh, A place where God meets with man. That's why Man, I, I just, this, this is just, this is just me. This, this, this right here is meddling. This don't apply here. But, but there, there's some songs I like, and then some songs I don't like, and then some songs I just despise. And one of those songs I just despise, I've, I've told our people, don't ever sing it again. And it's everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. Because if you can't get happy in the gate, you're not gonna make it to be happy in the city. See, you, you may be going through hell, but tonight you're sitting in the gate of heaven. It, it was everything you could do to get here. It was everything you could do to get yourself uh, dressed and you was tired and you was weary. Uh, but you thought you was just coming uh, to where you worship. Uh, no, baby, it's bigger than that. Uh, this is the gate of heaven. Uh, and if you can stay in the gate, uh, you'll step into the city. Uh, but you got to make sure uh, I'm faithful to the gate. Uh, I worship at the gate. Uh, I support the gate. Uh, nobody's getting me out of the gate, for this is the gate of heaven, the house of God. And in this second trip back to church, I'm going to get to why it's so important that you stay faithful to the house of God. On his second trip back to church, he has another encounter, and he has a dream. And he said there was a ladder that was stretched up into the heavenlies from the earthlies. And there was angels, and 
and they were descending, and then they were ascending, and then they were descending, and then they were ascending. He was giving you such a beautiful picture of what happens to, in church when your man of God takes the pulpit. All of a sudden, something happens, and the earthly connects to the heavenly, and God sends it down, and then the man of God preaches it out, and your praise rises, and it goes back up, and then God sends it back down, and your praises go back up, and as long as your praises keep going up, God keeps sending the message down. It's Wednesday night, I'm supposed to just be talking, but I'm excited about this. You, 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 you would see the importance of it on play. You, 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 you would see Israel due, due to their own self-infliction and stupidity and ignorance. You would see them get themselves trapped in Egypt. They went down for a time of provision, but they got so relaxed in the provision and they got so blessed in the provision that they quit pursuing the promise. And so they spend uh, several hundred years uh, in captivity. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, they get desperate enough to cry out. And all of a sudden, uh, when they begin to cry out, it, it's that sending it up and it starts coming back down. Uh, all of a sudden, they begin to cry out, send us a word, send us a deliver. Uh, and God didn't speak directly to them. Uh, but on the backside of a mountain, uh, the Bible says that God, through a burning bush, uh, began to speak to Moses. Uh, and he said, Moses, uh, you go tell my people a little something. Uh, I've heard their cries. Uh, it come up. Uh, and now I'm sending them a little something uh, back down. Uh, you go tell them that the I am that I am said uh, I'm not just getting you out of Egypt uh, because I don't just deliver people from something. Uh, but when they stay connected, uh, I take them into something. Uh, I'm going to get them out of Egypt. Uh, but I've got a good land, uh, a large land, uh, a land flowing with milk and honey. Uh, I've got a land with houses they didn't build. Uh, I've got a land with vineyards they didn't plant. Uh, I've got a land with wells they didn't dig. Uh, they got to get up, get out. But Moses, I'll give you some more of the story when I bring you back to this mountain. And after the blood applied to the doorpost and the angel passing both through and over, that's, that's what Passover was, is when people was in a place where the blood was applied, when people were in a place where the blood was applied, when people were in the place where the blood was applied. Uh, I don't have time tonight to go through all the scriptures uh, that God would continually give his people uh, from Vincent and, 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 and forward from that day that the blood was applied to houses. Uh, he would say things like, uh, where I put my name, uh, where I put my name, uh, where I choose to speak to my people. He he would talk about all these things and and, 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 and so where, where, where the blood was applied. Uh, Egypt, uh, they were experiencing death, uh, but the people uh, in a house uh, where the blood was applied, uh, while the death angel was going through, uh, he was also leapfrogging uh, and skipping over. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, you need to quit worrying about politics. Uh, you need to quit worrying about who's in office. Uh, you need to quit worrying about who gets to do what. Uh, let me tell you about the church, baby. Uh, it's not built on an American government. Uh, it's
it's not built on a society uh, that's fond to every one of us as Americans. Uh, but the church uh, is built on the rock. Uh, when you're in a place uh, that's been blood-bought, uh, when you stay connected to a place uh, that's been blood-washed, uh, there's going to be a lot of deaths in Egypt. Uh, but God's going to keep blessing his people. Uh, for I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Uh, I've never seen his seed uh, begging bread. Well, I kind of feel like preaching a little bit tonight. But to tell you that some of you need to get this because it's so difficult for you to come to church and you let any little reason keep you away from church and you, you let what you read in the newspaper and you let what you hear on Fox News and you let the pressure of a few politicians uh, or a few carnal family members uh, keep you out of the house of God. Uh, you need to understand your only hope is the house of God. Uh, your hope is not out in the world. Uh, it's going to get dark in Egypt, but there's going to be light in Goshen. Wear a mask if it makes you feel more comfortable, but get the church, get the church, get the church, get the church, get the church. No! You, you see, sit down, I'm just talking to you. You see, you see, he gets them out of Egypt. And they've got the promise before them. I'm talking to you about the importance of the house of God. <laughs> and he goes to Moses and he said, there's a wilderness you've got to get through. But I've got a plan. God always has a plan. Don't think that 2020 caught God off guard. Don't think 2020 caught God by surprise. Don't think that anything happening in the world snuck up on Him and He don't know what to do. He already paid for what to do over 2,000 years ago. Get in the church. Stay in the church. See... We, we, we get mixed up. We say that God led them with a cloud by day. And we say God led them with a pillar of fire by night. That's what we say. But that's not what the book of Exodus and then the book of Numbers would say. The Bible says different than what we would say. The Bible says that God got with Moses. And he said, I got a plan to get you through this wilderness. But the first thing you got to do is you got to build a tabernacle. You got to get a specific place. <laughs> you got to get a physical structure. And you can't just build it any way you want to build it. You got to build it like I want it built. So you can't just have church however you're comfortable having church. If you're going to have real church, you got to do it the Bible way. And it's still Bible to clap your hands, all you people. And I know some of you's gotten old enough that noise makes you nervous, huh? but you're still commanded to shout to God huh? with a voice of triumph. I know you don't like tambourines, huh? but the Bible says in the sanctuary, praise Him with a tambourine dance. Huh? It 
what you like. It's what does this Bible say? Because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to make you happy. I'm trying to get through the wilderness. I'm trying to get into the city. And I need all the help I can get. He says, you, you got to build it right. And the Bible says in Exodus, the 40th chapter, that when Moses got through and Aaron and all that were with him, that the glory did not fill the people, but that the glory covered the tabernacle. And a cloud didn't get over the people. The Bible says during the day, there was a cloud that was over the tabernacle. And at night when it got dark and you couldn't see what to do in your tent, uh, it didn't mean that they didn't know what to do down there at the tabernacle. uh, Because at the church house, uh, there was a fire by night. And God told Moses... uh, He said, let me tell you about this tabernacle. It doesn't just matter where you build it. It matters where the people position it. It it needs to be the first thing they can see when they get up every morning. And it needs to be the last thing that they glance over their shoulder and see at night before they go to bed. Because Moses, I'm not leading a people. I'm leading my tabernacle. And when the cloud moves, don't worry about the people. You just move the tabernacle. And anybody that wants to get through the wilderness, they're going to be at the tabernacle. You may move it at night. You may keep having church with COVID. You may have to have the church out sick. And you're still not canceled. But if I tell you to move it, you just move it. And if they want to get through the wilderness, they'll stay with the church. Their only hope of getting water out of a rock is to be with the church. The only hope of them getting men out of heaven is to be with the church. The only hope of bitter water being made sweet, it's going to be by the church. Matter of fact, they would be more fanatical about it in Numbers, the ninth chapter. And the Bible says, uh, and on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, uh, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of testimony. uh, And at evening there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until morning. uh, So it was always uh, the cloud covered it, uh, not them. Uh, The cloud covered it, uh, not them. Uh, Let me tell you something. uh, You may be blessed, uh, but it's because of the church. Uh, You may be doing all right, but it's because of the church. You may be in your right mind, but it's because of the church. Because the glory is not covering you. The glory is directly connected with the church. And that's why he said, you can't just put it anywhere. It can't be in the peripheral. It can't be something you sit in a recliner and watch online. He said, you you put three to the east, and you put three tribes to the west, 
and you put three tribes to the north and you put three tribes to the south because I want to get it established right now because the Apostle Paul is going to point back to you and say there's some lessons that you need to learn from them to the New Testament church. He said, so I want to get it established right now that the only way to get through the wilderness is you got to have a church at the center of your life. you got to have a place of worship. you got to have a place of prayer. you got to have a place where you give. you got to have a place where you repent. you got to have a place to sacrifice. you got to have a place to be blessed. I want to tell you, FPC, you're not going to make it without coming to church. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. This church business was so important that, that in a society, Brother Dupussy, where most of the tithe and offering was not money and monetary, it was increase of things that could spoil. See, see, you can't just give anywhere and be blessed. In an Instagram, Facebook society, we get people put poor little pitiful stories up. Some even, some of them even consider themselves missionaries. And if you're not careful, you'll kick the, you'll click the donate and give button thinking you're going to be blessed. He didn't say, I just bless you because you give. He told Abraham, because you're blessed, I bless them that bless you. You have to give something to something that's blessed. If you want blessings to be given back to you from that which you gave to. And it, he, he, he was so emphatic about it. That in a day when grain could, could wither and not be worth anything and, 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 and a sheep or an ox that was slain in the field could spoil, uh, he, he, he would have them to write. You can go read it in your Bible when you get home. I'll, I'll give it to you in the James Wesley, but it's in the King James in Deuteronomy, the 14th chapter. He said, if you be too far away from the church, from the tabernacle, if you're too far away, when you get your offering, and it'll spoil before you get to church. You can't find somewhere more convenient to give it to along the way. He said, exchange it for money. And bind the money to your hand. I, I don't want you giving away to something else which is mine. Because I can't bless a thief and a robber. He said, and you bind it to your hand. And he said, don't you stop until you get to the church. And at the church, you let the priest, I'm, I'm telling it's just like this in there. You let the priest unbind it from your hand. And when he receives it, I'll receive it. If you don't think church is important, you show me one place in the word of God. Where the people of God could ever sacrifice in their house. If you was to give God something, you couldn't do it in the comfort of your own home. You had to get out 
It may be a two-day journey. It may be a three-day journey. It may be a five-day journey. It may be a ten-day journey. But if you wanted to get it to God, you couldn't do it from a place of convenience. You had to get to His house. We, we, and, and, and we've got it at home, so I'm talking to me. But we've made conven- we've made giving so convenient, uh, so that people can give it from anywhere. Uh, but let me tell you, uh, God wants it to be given through the church. Uh, God wants you to bring your increase, uh, into the storehouse. He said, I'll get you through, but you gotta stay with the church. Can I have just a few more minutes? See, there was people that would get this insight in the Word of God. I, I believe it's around the 17th chapter, 15th to the 17th chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. Absalom rises up against David. And as, as, as he's walking out of the city, his men's wanting to stay and fight. And, and David says, no, I value Jerusalem too much because of what's here. <laughs> this is where my church is at. That, 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 I'm, 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 I'm gonna just step away. And then David would say something. He said, if God would favor David, he didn't say he'll give David back his crown. He didn't say he'll give David back his position of power. He didn't say he'll give the kingdom back to David's rule. He said, but if God, would smile on David. Uh, He said, this is what he'll do. Uh, He'll let me get back to this city uh, where I can get back to church. uh, Because there's one thing that I desire, uh, and that's what I seek after, uh, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord uh, all the days of my life. Uh, He's on his way out of the kingdom when he's writing and saying and singing these things. Uh, He said, because better uh, is one day uh, in his courts uh, than a thousand elsewhere. uh, And I would rather just be a doorkeeper. You can let Absalom have the kingdom. You can let Absalom have the crown. Just don't let Absalom get my place in church. Because if I can still go to church. Say, what does that have to do with John chapter 5, James Wesley? Give me just a minute. I'm going. One of the most quoted scriptures in the Psalms. 122nd chapter. <laughs> Words come and David's mourned the loss of his boy. But he's on his way back to Jerusalem. And one of the most quoted scriptures in all the Word of God gets so casually quoted without people understanding how important it was to the man now singing it. He... He's headed back to Jerusalem. And there's people around him. Aren't you, aren't you excited, David? Aren't you, aren't you happy? Look, look at the victory. God, 
God told you He is going to let you keep the kingdom. And look, He's given you back the kingdom. And, and, and Absalom's dead. You're fixing to get back the crown. And, 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 and the royal colors are once again going to be thrown over your house. And the garments are getting ready to be put back on your back. And they're trying to make David feel better. And they're trying to, to, to remind David. Matter of fact, Joab would get upset at David because of the way he was acting. And all of a sudden, David just stops. And he said, you want to know what really makes me happy about this? I was glad when they said unto me, David, it's safe to come back to church. How in the world, after all we've been through in 2020, could people not get to come back to church and sit there and not clap and stand there and not move and be there and not sing and have this and not shout? Baby, the most powerful man on earth, he wasn't happy about the crown. He was happy about the invitation to come back to church. I don't have time. I've already been too long and I still got some things I want to say, but I, I could talk about Solomon and how that, that when he erected that fabulous temple and for those of you who get aggravated because we remodel and fix up and want this to be the prettiest place in town, you need to take that up with God. Because he demanded Solomon spin. I read somewhere not long ago what, what would have been close to seven billion dollars. On the house that he had. Matter of fact, he said, don't put brass in here. This is my house. You put gold. <laughs> don't, 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 don't try to dumb this down. This is where I meet with man. But it was when the glory of the Lord filled that house. You, you, you want to know why it's important to get here. Solomon says, what do we do if pestilence come? What do we do if the people sin and we're led away into captivity? What, what do we do if we plant and sow and yet when it comes time to reap the, 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 the harvest that you, you, you send the caterpillar, the canker, what, what do we do? Solomon asked God these questions. And the Bible says God appeared unto Solomon by night. And he said, I've chosen and sanctified this house. And we can all quote the 14th verse of that, that, that chapter. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray. And, but you know what? We always stop there and we don't get into verse 15. I'm talking to you tonight about the importance of this physical building right here in Silsby. He said, let me tell you about that place, Solomon. And you go read it when you get home. He said, this is a perpetual covenant, which means it's not a type and shadow, but it's something that will never end. Any place where I put my name. Anywhere where I put my name, my eyes will be open and my ears will be listening to the prayer that you make in this place. When you can't get a prayer through from anywhere else, get to church. When you feel like that God is a million miles from you, don't wait for God to come to you. All you got to do is come to church uh, because his eye is always looking. Uh, and is it, if you really got that revelation tonight, it wouldn't matter what you was needing. Uh, you would just ask. 
I'm, 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 I'm quickly coming to somewhere close to the end. So that, that, that's all Old Testament, Brother Jackson. Yeah, that was. But obviously he had put that in the disciples. Because would anybody here agree that Acts chapter 3 is after Acts chapter 2? Would we all agree with that? Even us ACE graduates? Just kidding. After Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3, he had so put this in his disciples that the Bible says two of his main men were on their way to church at the hour of prayer. It, 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 it's so New Testament. I, again, I really am trying to hurry, but I got to get this out of me. Besides, I ain't got to preach to Brother Jason Cooper in a long time. But they've been testifying about y'all. I'm so happy for what God's doing in your life. What a miracle. Oh, good little patty cake for Jesus. And See, uh, you, does anybody here tonight not believe the Bible? So, so, Every one of us here believe the Bible. Do, do we all agree that either all of it's right or none of it's right? It, it, every bit of it's right. It, it's, it's not up for debate. It, you might debate it, but it's forever settled. But if you study the Word of God, matter of fact, if you read what Paul would challenge Timothy, he said, don't just study, but study to show yourself a workman that needeth not be ashamed, learning to rightly divide. Because it doesn't just matter what's written. There's even greater significance to where something's written. In other words, it's all right at all times in all places, no matter where it's written. But there are things that take on a more severe degree because of where they're written. And you get over to the book of Hebrews, Brother Dupussy, where I believe it was the Apostle Paul, but... People can have their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to be wrong, but I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. And he writes, Brother Looper, for nine chapters about a better way, about a new covenant. He, he spends nine chapters dismantling some 4,600 years of Jewish tradition. Now all of a sudden they can eat pork chops with Gentiles. Thank Jesus. They need eggs with bacon. Oh. They can now fellowship with Gentiles. Everything that has been their saving, Paul's telling them there's a new covenant. The, 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 the first one was a schoolmaster pointing us to this one. I, I'm going to get to some of you that think we are the church. They, 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 they can do just about anything except eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols because 
God hates idolatry. Somebody said, that's what's got the world in trouble. No, that's what's got the church in trouble. God expects sinners to sin. He expects sinners to be idolaters. What he didn't expect is for us to be idolaters. He expected them to go to ball games. He expected them to know the sports stars. He expected them to know the statistics. But he expected us to get the word in our heart that we might not sin against him. But that, that, that's for another day. Sit down. That, sit down. He's, he's, he's dismantling all their tradition. And then, Brother Cooper, it's like he catches himself. He says, wait, 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 wait. There's a lot in the New Testament church that is changing. And there's a lot with this new covenant that as the type and shadow fades, the new covenant, this better way comes into play. Uh, He said, but while you're eating pork chops and collard greens and while you're eating bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwiches with lots of mayonnaise on them, he said, while you're getting to go to the Gentile's house and not getting struck dead and while you're not being put out of the city because you touched something that's unclean, uh, he said, let me tell you something that's not changing. Uh, you got to go to church. Uh, forsake not uh, the assembling uh, of yourself together. Uh, you can eat bacon, uh, but you got to go to church. Uh, you can fellowship Gentiles, uh, but you still got to go to church. And that gets me to John chapter 5. Come, Sister Tiffany, and give them some false hope. Her coming doesn't mean one thing. It's kind of, it's like a decoy. <laughs> Make sure to sit down. I'm still going to be a while. No, just kind of just kidding. See, I've talked to you about the importance of this house, but I want to help you understand how powerful this house is. In spite of all of us. Can I have just a few moments and then and then God's going to you listen to me. If I've ever felt prophecy on me, God's getting ready to work miracles in this house. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I absolutely know. When you get when you get the revelation that his eyes looking. You get to John chapter number five and. It wouldn't seem like, like much to just a casual reader. But if you begin to study the Word of God, you see what a beautiful picture is being painted about church. See, there was this pool of Bethesda, which was a place where miracles happened. It was a house of mercy. You go, you go study it. That's... It's a place where miracles happen. And you know where it was at? The Bible says it was just inside the sheep gate at the sheep market. Now that doesn't mean anything to a westernized society, especially Texans who knows that beef's the real animal of the world. But if you was to step down to that society in the old city, 
The sheep gate was so important because it's where the shepherd would do a wellness check on the sheep. That, that's, that's where the place of miracles was at. It, it, it was a place where they would bring the sheep and the shepherd would start making his way through them sheep. And he would begin to examine them for disease. And he would begin to check their hoofs and their ears. Let me tell you, if you want miracles, you got to keep coming to the place where the shepherd can inspect you and put his hands on you. I know sometimes you don't like it when he says that needs to be a little bit longer and that needs to be a little bit higher. No, no, we're not going to go there and we're not going to do that. See, that's where miracles happen. You'd understand the importance of it if you was to go back in Nehemiah. When they were sent back to rebuild the walls and rebuild the temple. And God starts handing out all these jobs. You go read it. But he stops and he says, wait, 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 wait. I want the priest to rebuild the sheep gate. Because it's a holy place. It's a holy thing. And it was in this place where God ordained the angel to come and trouble waters and give miracles. Now I know we all want church to be perfect and pretty and every one of us have somebody here tonight we wish wasn't here if you're honest. Everybody here got somebody like that? What else have you lied about today? Well, if he knew what I knew, he wouldn't let them hear. You mean they're still in the choir? He still lets them up to testify? They're running the aisle? Well, somebody's got to, you critical Sally. Because you're just keeping track with who's running and who's not instead of worshiping. But see, the Bible tells us where the place of miracles is at. It wasn't a place where sweet-smelling incense were. It wasn't a place where perfume was in abundance. It was where the sheep was at. And I'm going to tell you, if you've never been around sheep, you ain't never smelled terrible in all your life. If you get around sheep long enough, you'll want them to bottle up whatever's in Evendale for perfume. We moved to Junction, 1987, starving to death, and my mother went to work for that goat auction. And she would spend about 18 hours there. And Sister Shirley, when she walked in, you didn't have to wonder where she had been. See, that kind of sounds like church, don't it? There's a lot of situations that don't smell real good on the pews. But that's where miracles take place. He said, he said there was a lot of impotent folk. That's not slain for important. That's people who can't function. That, that, that's people who are 
dependent upon antidepressants and Prozac and they're impotent. They can't function properly. He said, I got a place. I got a place. I've got a house of mercy. He said, there was a lot of lame people. I know some of you strutted in here tonight like little banny roosters acting like you've got it all together in the world by the tail. But before you go being critical, everybody in this house has a limp. You've all got children that ain't done right. You go ahead and be judgmental. But with whatever meat you judge with, it's going to be given back to you. One reason I stay off of social media is because if you're on social media, you have posted something stupid. Every one of you that's on it, you've posted something stupid. Really, during this election season, there's a bunch of you posted something stupid. I remember where I'm at and just move on. But you need to remember you're a pilgrim and stranger of here. You're citizens of a country over there. And this is, this is why it's important you're faithful. Come here, Joe. We don't have his name, so Joe. If you used to go to the pool of Bethesda, if you used to go to the pool of Bethesda, Brother Gore, in John chapter 5, the Bible doesn't give us a name, so we'd just say it's old Joe. Sit down, Joe. You'd see old Joe. You know where you'd see old Joe at? You'd see him sitting in the same condition. In the same gathering. In the same sheep market. In the same location that Joe had been sitting for 38 years. I'm going to tell you, there's people in here tonight, you've been waiting for a miracle for a long time. God's fixing to give it to you tonight. Joe, I'm I'm just, just, just let me use my imagination. If you don't have one, mine's too good for just me. Let me share it with you. Joe. Joe probably, Brother Duplessis, had a lot of people. Talking in his ear. Even the morning that we read about in John chapter 5. Joe! You're still going down there? Joe, you're... You're still paying tithe to that preacher? I mean, all he's going to do is buy another new car. Here, you're working hard. You're going to help him buy a lake house, Joe? You, you you're going to go down there? Joe, what, what are you getting out of it, Joe? You've been going down there 38 years. And your condition hadn't gotten any better. You've just gotten older, Joe. And you, you're still lame and you're still broken. And, 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 and Joe, you, you, you keep going down there? You, you, know, you know, Brother Brandon, what I believe kept Joe going down there with people talking like that? Is, is that say, Joe, why, 
Why do you keep going down there? You pay tithe and you're still not getting ahead. You, you give offerings to, to every missionary that comes through and, and, and you're still just living just a step above poverty. And, and Joe, you're faithful and now your kids won't even come with you. And, and Joe, you're having trouble here and trouble there. And Joe, Joe, Joe. And I see Joe as he just stops them. And he says, I, I understand why you'd wonder why I keep going down there and I hadn't got any better. He said, I, I'll tell you what keeps me going down there to that church. Is, is I, I haven't got my miracle yet, but it's the only place in this town where I see miracles happen. And so I, I just kind of think, that if it's the only place where a miracle can happen, uh, I'm not going to stay away just because I haven't gotten mine yet. Uh, I'm going to keep going uh, to the only place where I see it's happening. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Uh, I didn't get it last Sunday, uh, but I'm going to go back Tuesday night uh, because let me tell you what happened Sunday. Uh, sister so-and-so got healed. Uh, I didn't get it Wednesday, uh, but let me tell you about the testimony. Uh, 42 days he was on a ventilator. Uh, and it come home. I, I didn't get my miracle. Uh, but let me tell you what happened down there two weeks ago. Uh, they brought me some papers uh, and poured some oil on them. Uh, and God gave Brother Alvin his miracle. Uh, I know I still ain't got my miracle. Uh, but I know that's where miracles happen. Uh, I know that's where waters get troubled. Uh, I know that's where he I'm going to tell you why you got to keep coming. Uh, because it ain't going to happen anywhere else. Uh, it may not have happened yet. Uh, you may be 38 years dragging the same luggage. Uh, but baby, uh, this is where it happened. Because see, come but don't get distracted. Because see, this is why it's important you never miss a service. Because you just never know when Jesus might just show up for you. Because He's always going to be here. Because we're two or three get together. Tonight just might be your night. Aren't you glad you came? And, and Joe's just sitting there. And see, this is how Jesus will work. It's unorthodox. You, you want to plan your miracle, but, but Jesus can do it Jesus' way because He's Jesus. And it's just on Wednesday night with a preacher who wasn't even supposed to be there. And we just, it's Bible study. We got to go and we got to get through it. We got work on Thursday and hopefully church won't take too long and all that. And, 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 and unannounced and with Joe unaware. Come here, Joe. He's sitting there in the same condition he's been for the last 38 years. But he's still there. Thank God for faithfulness. Still there. Still still ain't got his miracle. But he's still running the aisles. His children still ain't prayed back through. But he's rejoicing because somebody else's did Sunday night. 
He still ain't got to get his new house. But he's still sitting there talking about, look at them. Look at them. They showed up and couldn't walk. They showed up and couldn't see. They showed up and had a limp. And unaware and unannounced, very unorthodox and without any fanfare, just a little nudge taps Joe on the shoulder. Says, hey, Joe, what about you, man? Would you be made whole? And Joe says, well, it's like this. I believe this is the place. And I've seen it happen. This is how we are. This is how some of you was even when I felt that prophetic anointing to tell you miracles was going to happen. Joe starts telling Jesus how church is supposed to go. And Joe starts telling Jesus about miracles can't happen on Wednesday night. And Joe starts thinking things like, well, he's just trying to hype us up. He's just trying to get a response. That's what we do. Come to God's house and tell God how he's going to move. And because it's not happening like it's supposed to happen, and because it's not happening when it's happening, Joe looks back at Jesus and he says, well, yeah, I'd like to be, but you can't get healings on Wednesday nights. See, the choir has to be singing on Sunday night. And the music has to be too loud for some. Then they're spitting and joining up, and what a hot spot. You know what? I'd rather die in the church than live in the world. That's really how I feel. And by the numbers I'm reading, people that stay away from church ain't any more safe than people that come to church. So if I'm going to get sick somewhere, I want to be able to tell God, if you're going to heal somebody, I got this coming to your house. In case you don't know it, I got it while I was clapping for you. And Joe starts trying to tell Jesus about this house. And Jesus looks back at Joe and he says, Joe, I didn't, I didn't ask you about seasons. I didn't ask you about timing. I just asked, do you want to be made whole? And Joe begins to realize, this ain't just another angel. <laughs> This ain't just another one-night wonder. <laughs> this ain't just another angel troubling some water that if somebody's lucky enough to get into first, they're going to walk out of here with a healing. There's something different about what's happening on Wednesday night after good services on Sunday. That there's, it, it took me a little while to tap into it, but I, I should have recognized that when I, they had them sing that song about being blessed again and people started worshiping just a little bit more in the heart, I should have picked up on it then, but, but it took me just a little bit to realize it ain't just another Wednesday night where we sing two songs, take up an offer, and get a Bible study. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be made whole. I want to be made whole. Yes, yes. I I've been here 38 years. I've been praying. I've been faithful. I've been continual. I've been steadfast. I haven't let things knock me out. I've been knocked down, but I got back up. Yes, I want my miracle. And after 38 years, 
one service. And immediately, Joe gets up. Would you believe he didn't even have to get in the pool? Would you believe the choir didn't even have to be singing his favorite song on Sunday night? Would you believe he wasn't even joined up with somebody that was already speaking in tongues? Would you believe it was just Wednesday night in Sealsby? Uh, and he just got the revelation. Uh, if somebody's going to leave here with a miracle, I'm going to leave here with a miracle. Uh, if somebody's going to leave here immediately changed, uh, it's going to be me. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, Joe starts feeling some things come together. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Joe starts getting some strength in his legs. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Joe starts getting some peace. You know what I really feel here tonight? Uh, I feel like God wants to touch somebody's mind. Uh, I know there's a lot of physical ailments, uh, but I believe that tonight, through the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, that God wants to deliver somebody from fear. Uh, God wants to deliver somebody from depression. Uh, God wants to deliver somebody from anxiety. Uh, God wants to deliver somebody from that helplessness, hopelessness uh, that's even brought thoughts of suicide on you this week. Uh, God wants to do a work uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, and all He wants to know uh, is, brother, uh, do you want to be made whole? Uh, sister, uh, do you want to leave here with your miracle? Uh, you can sit and explain it away to God if you want to. Uh, but somebody right now is going to lift their hands. Uh, and the Holy Ghost is going to touch them. Uh, and immediately, uh, um, you are to grab a hand that's in the air next to you. Uh, you are to take off. I'm telling you, uh, a marriage can be fixed tonight. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, depression uh, and fear uh, can make its way out of your life. Uh, in one miracle moment, uh, you're in the house of God. I don't care how long you've been praying for it. I don't care how long you've fought depression. I don't care how messed up your mind is tonight. If you want it, you can have it. Come on, pray with somebody right now, right now, right now. Have it. I don't care 
I really feel something wanting to happen right now. Take somebody by the hand and just close your eyes and pray. Come on, I need some prayer warriors that know how to touch God and know that a miracle can happen. There's some desperate people in this house been dealing with some things. And they might not make it back to the service Sunday. They might not make it back to the pool next Wednesday night. And so Jesus stepped in to work a miracle for their home. Jesus stepped in to work a miracle in their mind. Uh, Jesus stepped in just in the nick of time to work a miracle in their finances. Uh, Come on, be a vessel, a conduit that the Holy Ghost can move through right now. Come on, young men, pray till you're broken and weeping and talking in tongues. Uh, Come on, young ladies, lift your voice. Uh, Come on, mothers of Zion, cry out to God right now. Uh, Come on, you need to let it flow. Uh, You need to let it flow. I'm telling you, miracles are here tonight. Uh, If you want it, you can have it. Uh, Come on, that's it. Lift your voice. Uh, Lift your voice. It's here. It's here. It's here. Uh, It's here. Uh, With Jesus, it can happen. Uh, With Jesus, it can happen. Uh, With Jesus, it can happen. Uh, Come on, lift your voice loudly right now and cry out. Uh, Cry out. Uh, Cry out. Uh, Cry out.
let's lift our hands toward heaven and thank God for His Word tonight. God, we praise You. We thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your Spirit, God. Thank You for what You have done in this house. Come on. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him glory right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what people do without the church. What do they do with their life? I can't even keep up with what day it is if I don't go to church. That's the way my life is scheduled around church. Whatever church is lets me know what day, what day it is. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jackson, for the wonderful word of the Lord. Amen. If there's ever been a time where we need to be faithful to the house of God, we are in that time today. And uh, appreciate you being here. Thank you for preaching the Word of God. Thank God for what He has done for us. Amen. Lord bless you tonight. So good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. Be safe. See you here soon.